Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 45, A Lazy Girl's Guide to Finding Your Motivation. Yes, a lazy girl's guide. Because even though I have a time management organizing business, I freely, freely admit to having plenty of lazy days. In fact, I struggle just like everyone else with looking at the Mount Everest amount of stuff on my to-do list, not knowing how to tackle it. How the heck am I supposed to get through this? And when I do, I have to find my motivation. So I am going to go through 10 different things that I will do when I'm in my lazy girl mode. And I promise you, these things will help you find your motivation. At least they do for me. But I have a pretty good idea they will for most people. So I like easy. I like to keep it simple. And so before we get started, I wanted to tell you about Home Chef. I love to cook and I love to try new meals, but sometimes recipe searching and all of that and then having to go to grocery store after grocery store to find stuff isn't exactly simple or easy. So that's why I like to try Home Chef because I have the app on my phone. I can scroll through, choose which meals I want to try, and then they send me all of the ingredients in a box. And super simple, super easy. I can follow the recipe, try something new. And if you are interested in trying Home Chef, I actually have a discount code for you to use. It's Janelle R17. It's J A N E L R 17. And you will get $35 off your first Home Chef box at checkout. So, Give it a try if you've been wanting to try some of the uh, meal delivery subscription kits. Super, super love it. Delicious recipes. All right, now let's get started on this list. I have 10 ways when you're feeling super blah and you're feeling like me, a lazy girl, and you need to get your motivation. Number one, I have to look at my sleep schedule because I am like a toddler. I need a regular sleep schedule. If I get four or five hours of sleep a night, I am not like one of those super cool people that are like, heck yeah, I can get like four to five hours of sleep a night and just master the world. No, I am not like that at all. I wish I was because there's a lot of stuff that I'd love to get done. But again, I am like a toddler. I need a regular sleep schedule. So if I am not able to do that for whatever reason, and I have one night where I get to bed at 11-ish, and then the next night I'm in bed about 1, 1.30-ish, I am will become a mess. I just don't function super well. So here's what I do. I really do believe that ultimately we should try to get to bed relatively early and wake up relatively early. So ideally, if I can be in bed about 9.30 and set my alarm for 5.30 wake up call, then that is what I try to aim for every single night. Yes, every single night with one exception. 
I do allow myself to have at least one day a week where I don't set my alarm. So I'll still aim to go to bed between 9.30 and 10. And one day a week, I try not to set my alarm and just let my body wake up when it naturally does. Here's the thing. Since I've been doing this for years and years and years, I have noticed that I'll still wake up around six-ish normally. So even when I'm getting to bed at like 1 or 1.30 in the morning, my body is still waking up at 6. It's really difficult for me to sleep past 6 a.m. So that's why I have to aim to get to bed early. Again, I'm like a toddler. Yes, I know. I wish I could be one of those super cool people that are like, live on four hours of sleep a night. Absolutely can't. I'm also, I know people will say, wow, you're a morning person. I'm actually not a morning person. One of the reasons that I like to get up as early as I do is because no one else in my family normally gets up that early. And I realize I don't like anyone to talk to me. So if I have a morning where my family's also up around the same time for whatever reason, I am super irritable. Like I I just need to just pretend like I'm just alone for a little bit. I don't like other human voices talking to me that early in the morning. So that brings me to my second point, quiet time. I have been preaching and preaching about quiet time for a while now. And the reason I feel like it's so important is because we now live in a day and age where we never get a break. We never give ourselves a break. We have information coming at us in every way, shape, and form, whether it's from the TV or the phone or our watches or I don't even know, like all the devices in our home that are constantly listening and talking to us. And I'm not talking like conspiracy theory kind of stuff. The fact of the matter is, is that we are inundated with information 24-7 if we wanted it. And sometimes we need to just cut off and have a little bit of a break. Give our brains a break. Be comfortable with ourselves. And so that's the reason why I wake up so early. So if I'm, again, not having my normal sleep pattern and I'm not waking up early and giving myself just a few glorious moments without human interaction, then I will start to feel kind of blah. So quiet time. Now, I don't want you to overthink this. You don't necessarily have to get up at 5.30 in the morning like me, but I encourage you to find some moments of peace in your life. So if you're finding that it's difficult to get motivated, take off your watch, leave your phone, turn off the TV, any other kind of electronic device, even if it's go sit in your backyard for five or 10 minutes solo with no one talking to you, give yourself this gift. Also, a little thing about quiet time is I have friends who are in the practice of this, whether they are in the practice of meditation. I can't meditate. I know people have told me, yes, you can. You can train yourself. I've tried. I've tried for like many, many years. Like I, my brain literally will not shut up. So I literally cannot meditate. And I also have friends who are very 
um, great about their religious or spiritual devotions. So this counts as quiet time too. Like whatever it is that just helps you disconnect or maybe even connect in a different way outside of this crazy world we live in, do it. Do it for yourself. Like I said, it doesn't have to be something like meditation or anything. You can just sit and stare at the wall for five minutes. Just give yourself a break. Give your brain a break from the craziness of life. All right. Number three, I love a walk. And when the weather is really crazy, I live in the desert. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. So I have one part of the year where it's so bloody hot that unless you're going and jumping into a body of water or you have, you're running from one air conditioned building to another, it's just not fun to be outside. Also, we have two seasons we like to say in Vegas. We have hot or windy. And so when it's not hot, it's super windy and sometimes super cold, surprisingly. So when I can, I try to get out and find time to do a walk. And if I can't get a walk in, I've learned the importance of doing a little bit of yoga. I super, super love yoga. And so I'm very grateful for the different apps on our phones, or I even realized my cable subscriber has yoga channels. I just realized this uh, recently. And so if you are having trouble finding your motivation and you know you need to do something physical, but you just can't seem to find (laughs) the motivation to get to the gym Um, I suggest just going for a simple walk or doing an easy yoga class. Again, you can do that on your phone with apps or even on your TV. Just the act of getting out, doing something physical, moving your body in a way that's giving it some kind of exercise. I'm not a, I, I have no medical training whatsoever, but all I know is that it does something for you. It can certainly help you find your motivation. It can just help you kind of rev up that engine and get you going. So if you can't possibly make it to the gym or go do a strenuous workout, I highly suggest you just go for a walk around the block or do an easy yoga class. All right, number four, this goes along with getting up and moving. If you are in your home a lot and you are just, your home's just depressing you. In fact, I have a podcast episode called, Is Your Home Depressing You? Because I know sometimes when we let it go, we're not maintaining and cleaning it and organizing it like we should, it can feel a little depressing and that can add to your blahs. So if you're struggling to find motivation, I want you to just simply get up and start cleaning or organizing your house. And if you really can't do it, you're really dreading that, but you know what needs to get done, do what I always tell everyone to do whenever you're tackling something you don't want to do, turn on a timer, do it for 20 minutes. You can tell yourself, I can get into that kitchen and I can clean it for 20 minutes. I can get into that playroom and I can organize it for 20 minutes. 
Usually what happens when you do this, once you get started, you'll just keep going until it gets finished. And that in itself is enough motivation. If you just simply tell yourself, I'm going to get in there and get it done, even if I have a timer on, and if that timer dings and you're like, okay, I did it, give yourself a break. That's fine. At least you made some progress. But again, generally speaking, I would say this lazy girl's guide to finding your motivation, if I can just get myself up and tackling whatever project it is, I will keep going generally. I usually won't stop even after the 20 minutes or even once I'm finished cleaning that kitchen, I'll move on to the next area because there's something to be said about momentum. And once you get that momentum going, you'll just keep at it. So get up clean your house or organize. And also on that note, just like I told you, it's physical exercise. So peel yourself off that couch out of your favorite, whatever binge series you're watching and just start to move, start to move your body. And once you do that, you'll start to feel better. I promise. Number five, I want you to drink plenty of water. Again, I'm a desert person, so this may be something because I live, I, I born and raised in the desert. I'm from New Mexico. I live in Nevada. And I mean, I've lived other places, but I will say definitely when you live in the desert, you're just more, you're very conscientious about the water that you and your family drink. And so again, and I've noticed this with my kids, if they're real like blah and groggy, I'm like, go drink some water. And I will do it myself and I will realize like, wow, it gives you kind of a pep. It kind of gives you a boost because we don't realize how important it is to stay hydrated. If we are not properly hydrated, and again, I'm not a medical expert, I'm just talking from a layman's perspective that it's water is vital. And we don't even realize when we're getting hydrated. We just start to feel blah and groggy. So if you're starting to feel that and you haven't had a gulp of water, go fill up a water bottle, take it around with you and start sipping on it. And you may be able to find some motivation. And again, it's something that you can do super, super easy. All right, number six, get outside. I don't care in what manner, what fashion you do it. Again, like I said earlier, go for a walk or go in your backyard and straighten up your back patio. Whatever it is, get outside. Maybe drive to a favorite hiking spot, get outside, walk around, get some fresh air. Especially since we've been in our homes so much. I really realized how much I loved being outside. And I will say this, during our 2020 lockdowns, I was insistent on my children and I getting outside on a regular basis. So we had some favorite hiking spots we would drive out to. We would just go in the backyard. We went for bike rides. We did different things to get outside because Honest to goodness, I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't think it's that healthy to be locked indoors for day after day, week after week. I just, I don't personally think it's that great. So if you are someone that just needs a little pep, a little boost, my lazy girl's suggestion to you is just get outside. Even if it's in your backyard, get out there, 
Breathe in some of that fresh air. All right, number seven, and this is a biggie. Don't break promises to yourself. Okay, I don't know if any of you know Rachel Hollis. She wrote a book called Girl, Wash Your Face, and I read it a few years ago. And this was the one thing that stuck out to me. This was my takeaway from her book, Girl, Wash Your Face, was I realized I am the worst when it comes to breaking promises to myself. I will do anything to follow through on a promise for another person. But when it comes to me, to Janelle, I break promises to myself all of the time. I still do, even since I've read the book. Definitely, definitely. I will have a plan. I'll say, hey, if I get this done or whatever, I, I, I'm, you know, <clears throat> a lot of different things. I get in this horrible, horrible habit of breaking a promise to myself, whether it's getting uh, into a class that I've promised myself I've been wanting to take for a long time. Eh, I'll find an excuse on why not to do it. If it's a new project that I've been wanting to do, eh, I don't really want to, you know, take the time to do it. I don't want to invest the money or the time or the energy into it. I am my, like my own worst enemy sometimes. And so again, when I'm feeling kind of blah and unmotivated, I'll kind of take an assessment. Uh, what have I been promising myself I would do and I haven't followed through? I would be mortified if I acted like this towards another person. I would be mortified if I acted like this towards my clients and such. I don't break promises to other people. I'm careful about making promises. I don't promise and not deliver. But when I make a promise to another person, I definitely follow through. My children, my family, my husband, my clients, my friends, whatever. And if I don't, I'm extremely apologetic about it, but I definitely don't apologize to myself. And so this was, again, something that I've kind of realized over the years about myself. I will make promises to me and not keep them. So that can be very unmotivating. If you are finding this, you've done an assessment of yourself and you realize that you're guilty of the same, do better. Let's agree to stop breaking promises to ourselves, whatever they are, getting in shape, managing our time better, whatever it is, going for that new job, that new career, starting that new business, getting ourselves something that we've wanted for a very long time, whatever it is, don't break your a promise to yourself. Promise? Okay, let's let's agree on that one. All right, number eight, when you are feeling like you're just frustrated with the world, this is a great one to do. I want you to do something that you absolutely love to do, and I want you to be unapologetic about it. Kind of goes back to not breaking a promise with yourself, because I think one of the reasons a lot of us don't follow through on the promises to ourselves is because we feel guilty and we shouldn't. We matter just like the rest of the people in our life. So whatever it is, do something that you love. I'll find this. I'll, I'll start, I'll get in there and I'll start just trying new recipes and stuff. And even though I, I told 
you know, so-and-so, you know, I would have, I would do this or do that. You know, I'm sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I, I just, I just want to do something that I enjoy for a little time and not have to apologize about it. And so again, that goes along with not breaking a promise for ourselves, even if it's something again, super lazy. Like there is a series that I love on TV. And if I just want to watch it, I will do that or I should do that unapologetically, not having to worry about if someone else wants to watch the TV or something that needs to get done. Or if I just want to go for a long walk, something that I enjoy doing, I'll do it unapologetically or I should. Um, The other thing about doing something that you love is that it will, it will just, sometimes life is, feels like it's all about work. And sometimes we just need that gusto to just enjoy life because sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're worried about everyone else doing what everyone else wants to do. And it's okay for us to stop and enjoy life too. Enjoy the moment. Find something that you want to do, whether it's try some of those recipes you've been wanting to do on Pinterest or those projects, whatever it is, do it unapologetically. Number nine, this is my, this should be number one besides I'm a toddler and I need a sleep schedule, but really this is my number one thing that I do that when I need motivation, I keep a playlist of songs on my phone through iTunes or whatever, um, of my favorite songs, like songs that I freaking love, songs that I will sing to, I will dance to. I love this. Like this is like my playlist when I go on long car rides and I just like sing and I cannot sing, but I will sing to this music. I have a little trick <laughs> that I do. I generally won't let myself listen to my playlist unless I'm doing something that needs to get done, like cleaning my house or organizing or or getting motivated to do a work project that I've been kind of putting off. So create a playlist or a list of podcasts. I have so many podcasts I love to listen to, but I will only let myself listen to them when I'm doing something productive. And again, it's just like that thing with setting the timer. I'll say, okay, if I can get through and listen to this podcast episode, then I'll be done. Or I'll listen to five or 10 songs and then I'll be done. I don't have to do any more. And I will say more than more times than not, it will actually help me find the motivation to just keep going, to keep up with that project, to get things finished because I don't let myself listen to my playlist or my podcasts unless I'm being productive. My number number one thing, I do it literally every single day. There is a point every single day in my day where I'm like, eh, I want to take a nap or eh, I think I'm done for the day. And so I try to do this, turn on a podcast or my playlist of my favorite music and try to squeak out a little bit more productivity for my day. All right, number 10, laugh, laugh. Find the laughter, find the joy, find the humor in whatever situation you're in. 
I recently went back to my home city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and this isn't even going to be funny to you, but it was just kind of blood. There's just a lot. It's, you know, the holidays and it just all the craziness that 2020 has. And I was driving down the street and it triggered a memory in my head of the weirdest inside joke I have with my childhood best friend. And so I was so grateful because I was driving down the street and it just made me laugh hysterically. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's a summer memory from when we were like 17 or 18 years old and we watched Jurassic Park and then we went to McDonald's and got the Jurassic Park meal. And we always, and that day we were joking, this is the best day ever. And so this has been a running inside joke between she and I where, and it will make us laugh hysterically. No idea why. We both think we're nuts. Our families think we're nuts. No one else thinks this is funny whatsoever. But driving down that street, I saw the McDonald's and the movie theater and I had to call her and I just simply said, the best day ever. And she laughed hysterically and I laughed until it hurt. And I don't even know why this makes us laugh. But I was so grateful for that laughter moment because it just, it just alleviates stress. Again, I don't know what laughter does exactly, but it alleviates stress. And there was a lot of tension going on, on during that trip and such, but I just needed a good laugh and it felt cleansing. It was a kind of laughter that was like cleansing. And then I was able to get back and just having that. And I told my husband, and again, nobody else finds this funny except for she and I. And I don't know, it just kind of gave me like energy, it gave me the, the whatever to get like the momentum going, finding the laughter. And sometimes you just have to do that. I'm so grateful for my kids. I think I have the funniest kids on earth. Like they have sense of humors that I just, I'm like envious of. They can find the laughter in everything. And so if you are feeling blah, I know you know somebody that will make you laugh. I know you know of a place or a show or anything, whatever it is, try to laugh. Okay. So that is my lazy girl's guide to finding your motivation. I'll go through them one more time. 10 steps. Number one, get on a sleep schedule. Number two, find some quiet time. Number three, walk or do some easy yoga, something physical that will just kind of get your body moving. Number four, clean or organize your home. Number five, drink water. Number six, get outside. Number seven, do not break promises to yourself. Number eight, spend an unapologetic amount of time doing something that you love. Number nine, motivate with music or your favorite podcasts. And number 10, laugh. So I hope you enjoyed and you learned some little things, little tips and tricks that you can take when you're just feeling blah or unmotivated. Now, before I leave, I just wanted to tell you one thing. I finally have made some headway. 
this, at this time, we're in during the holiday season. This podcast is being recorded like two days after Christmas. And I have to tell you guys with motivation, I had to apply this during my life these past few weeks because I finally, finally got my online course on my website. So if you go to oneorganizedmama.com, I actually have my first online course. I literally worked on it the morning of Christmas Eve, and then I gave myself Christmas Day off, and then woke up super early on the 26th to get it up and running. It has been a labor of love, let me tell you, and years in the making. So if you are interested in the time management journal, this is how it works. It is available under online courses on my website. You click on it, and then it's a seven video series that walks you through the time management journal. So you get the time management journal as a PDF, and then I tell you exactly how to use it. The time management journal is a great way to get your time organized, and it helps you tackle all of those to-dos and to accomplish those goals and inspires you to turn all of those dreams that you have into goals and into to-dos. And I teach you exactly how to do it from getting everything out of your head and onto paper to daily planning. So it's almost the new year at the time of this, but you can do the time management journal any time of year. Go to oneorganizedmama.com and click on online courses and check out the One Organized Mama Time Management Journal. As always, if you guys have questions, send them to me on one at One Organized Mama on Instagram or One Organized Mama at gmail.com. Always happy to listen. Always love your suggestions for new topics and podcast episodes. So Stay safe out there, stay healthy, and thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.